Yeah, it turns out YouTube doesn't like sort of uh, vitriolic content on their website. That's a big surprise. I haven't at the moment because unlike Leafy, I've made some deliberate efforts to shift my content. You have every possible subject in the world. How do you land on Dax Flame? TikTok's fucking awesome. And it's the future. <laughs> it's the future. Will there ever be another content cop? Well, the real question is, why haven't I been on cold ones? <laughs> why haven't you been on cold ones? What's your favorite kind of squirrel? What is my persona? Is that what you're going to ask? What is your persona? Hey, welcome to The Create Unknown. I am Kevin Lieber. With me, as always, is Matthew Tabor. And we would love to welcome back to the show, it's been a while, Senor I-Dubes. Hello, I-Dubes. How are Hello, you? Hello, I've never been referred to as a senior. That's pretty badass. I like that. You like it? It's good? How does yeah. it make you feel? Uh, <laughs> makes me feel like a minority. <laughs> All right. We're, we are off to a good start. Uh, let's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move on then. Well, what, do you guys want to restart or something? What's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Seriously, though, what? Tell me. Nothing, nothing. We respect. All right, let's get into this shit. <laughs> um, all right, well, then, then let's get into it. Let's talk about your best friend in the entire world. His name is Leafy. Oh, yeah, is, that's uh, a good start, man. I start love this. That. We're getting straight into just, the good shit. Okay. Into it. Yeah, what happened to your best um, friend who whose video, uh, you know, you had a video that got removed about him. Now he's been removed. What, what What's going on there? Yeah, it turns out YouTube doesn't like sort of uh, vitriolic content on their website. That's a big surprise. It's not like they haven't been telling us that for years and years. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I, I tend to like the sort of, uh, what do you call it, wild west of content, sort of like, you know, anarchy, post whatever you want, kind of no repercussions. It's really cool, but not super realistic when it comes to, uh, you know, a big business like YouTube, whose primarily primary goal is to make money. So for anybody who hasn't followed along closely on this, Leafy was a content creator a long time ago and made a lot of videos that, uh, he kind of, he kind of ripped on people. That was his thing. Uh, and then he just, he just dipped, um, you know, took off from YouTube and, uh, one of the best content cops that, that, uh, iDubs made was, a takedown of Leafy, an examination of Leafy rather than a takedown because a takedown might, you know, might sound too strong. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. And Leafy kind of dipped off the scene for a while. And there's this meme going around. Uh, I think it was, I think uh, Ethan Klein, I think H3 said, you know, you know, imagine Leafy coming back and trying to exist in today's YouTube climate. Well, he did for a very short while. 
and uh, he made quite a few videos on Pokimane, like 10 or 12, and some of them had some elements that that violated the YouTube terms of service. And just last week, his channel of about 5 million subscribers was was completely obliterated by the YouTubes. And, and that catches us up uh, to this discussion of the landscape now. You said vitriol. Where does, where does like, how, how, do you, how do you define the vitriolic content? How do you define it? I don't know. I'd, I'd probably have to remind myself of the exact definition of vitriol, but essentially, you know, ripping on people. I think YouTube posted a uh, sort of a rule update that gave very clear examples of the type of things that they don't want to see. And, you know, it's not just, you know, criticizing other people, you know, it's, it's making fun of like intrinsic attributes. I made fun of it in one of my videos. I had said, uh, one of the examples was like calling a person, a disgusting creature, look at this disgusting creature's face, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very reminiscent of the, of the video I made on Leafy. It was like very kind of offensive and, you know, made fun of characteristics that he couldn't, you know, prevent, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like it was a very fair critique or anything like that. It was just to bully. That was like the whole point. So, you know, when you say things like that, you kind of got to, I think at this point, expect that YouTube isn't going to like that. We talked about that with John Swan a couple months ago because John made a video uh, criticizing Susie Liu uh, for uh, what he said were false copyright uh, claims, um, just a kind of a, a litany of of problems. But in that whole thing, he uh, mentioned mentioned a part of her face that I, I won't, I, I can't use the word. I can't use the word, but it's, it's above the eyebrows and below the, the hairline, that entire area. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he just, you know, mentioned something about like one line <laughs> like that. And, uh, his video got killed and he took that line out and, and re-uploaded and, you know, it was good. Uh, the video still stands. It's almost 2 million views now. Uh, but that was another one of those cases where, uh, just just pointing out some uh, physical characteristic, for example, is is going to get your video shut down at this point. Was the leafy content yeah. cop taken down because you made fun of his chin, like specifically? Do you think <laughs> was that I, it? I mean, yeah. Uh, there's a, probably a lot of other stuff that I said in the video, but I mean, it was mainly like I don't know. The whole video was bullying. That was like kind of the point. Um, and yeah, I think it was just making fun of the way he does things, the chin, whatever else. And uh, I think the chin was primarily it. You can look at every other content cop or video critiquing people that I've made, and you'll find that none of those were removed because I largely don't make fun of people's, you know, physical characteristics that they can't help. Why was it the leafy one? It's like, it's pretty obvious, I think, by this point. So what was your reaction when they did take it down? Were you just like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, I made a, a brief video mentioning it. it was like in the opening of the video and it was like, yeah, it's like, what are you going to do? Of course, they've removed the video. I like I don't I honestly like I don't mind at this point because I'm not uh, really banking on like that type of content. I knew it was very offensive at the time. And, you know, now I have other stuff that I could, uh, you know, make instead, which is it was, feels really good. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I could see other 
uh, content cops being removed in the future. And I, I can't say that it would really be too surprising, right? Because right now they're they're honing in on this idea of criticizing people for physical characteristics or characteristics that they can't help. And that makes sense. What you'll notice is that most commentators choose not to criticize that stuff because society as a whole has deemed that to be an irresponsible or stupid thing to criticize someone over. Mm. Uh, so that's why you see, you know, I mean, really, most commentators are just going to commentate about people's decisions or actions. And that's going to be it because we've decided that that's OK and good. Uh, but, you know, it's funny that me making fun of Leafy's chin is going to be removed before videos uh, about the N word. Right. But that's going to be the next one. Right. Because that's still offensive. Um, so it'll just keep going, but it's not, it's not like what people say, I think with the full slippery slope thing, or it sets a scary precedent. It's like, it's not a scary precedent. It's exactly what's expected. It's going to keep happening. If you want to continue to make that content and or support that content, just fuck it. Like if you think there's actually an audience for it, you have to go on Patreon or Gumroad or one of these websites that'll allow you to make it without uh, fear of losing your, you know, ability to make it. You said that the community is policing this in a, in a soft way. It's not explicit, but the expectations for the, the behavior really has changed. Um, people find some of those things cheap and they don't like them as much. And so that person, you know, wouldn't get views anyway. So if that's mm -hmm. the case, why, why would you have to have a policy to force that if the viewership is is really kind of deciding on the norms and making the rules on their own. Yeah. I mean, you, you uh, like YouTube doesn't have to do it. Right. Like I, I genuinely believe like like we we will rule it out over time. People will decide not to support that kind of content. But uh, they like to be ahead of the curve kind of thing. Like, uh, you know, a good example of this might be. Um, like right now I'm, I'm watching a lot of TikTok, right? Uh, William Osmond showed me this video that he was posting on TikTok where it was like very jokey thing where he faked kicking his cat. It was like a stuffed animal or something. Yeah, I saw that. Very <laughs> innocent, not a big fucking deal at all, but they he's, removed he's, it straight away. He started, he started kicking his cat and then he edited it into like a sweater or something. <laughs> right. But if you watch it in real yeah. time, like it looks like he... Like takes a big old whack to his cat. Yeah. So so what happened? And, with and that? anyone with it's not like you have a bunch of fucking morons running TikTok. Like they know what they're doing. They know that most people aren't going to find it offensive, and they're going to know exactly that it's a sweater. But why would they take a video like that down so quickly? Why would they not want to have a video like that on their website? It's because the chance that one person gets fucking disturbed by it or whatever is way more impactful than the benefit that people see from it. They would much rather have a bunch of vanilla, boring, non-offensive content than even the smallest chance that someone gets offended or decides to log out for the day because you're disturbing this fucking loop that they have everyone going through of just constantly swiping. If you come across something that's going to disturb that loop, then that's going to affect their bottom line. It's kind of the same thing for YouTube. It's like, you know, it goes into the cake videos as well. Of course, you're going to remove those cake videos when you get a chance because. Why? Because why? One per, What's wrong with the cake videos? If one person comes across it, 
<laughs> Come on. That is a little bit disturbed. Yeah. Disturbed why? By vomit? Yes, Kevin, <laughs> by vomit. Everybody I know vomits. the people in this Discord right now are probably fucking down for the cause, but, you know. <laughs> Who doesn't vomit? Grandpa Every- Reginald. I- he doesn't like watching vomit. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody pukes. I have a, I, I, I wanna, everybody vomits. Everybody everybody pukes. Um, I, I do have a question, though, about that cycle, right? That loop and disturbing that loop. Mm-hmm. If, if content that disturbs it is a problem, then what about lots of content that is very offensive to... I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not broadly offensive in the sense that no... Well, I don't want to say nobody likes vomit. I'm sure there are people in this Discord who are watching vomiting videos right now. Vomit uh, lovers. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I see on Sorry. Twitter a, a lot of complaints to Team YouTube saying, Team YouTube, why do you keep serving me Donald Trump ads? It pisses me off. I hate this. I don't want to see them. Well, there are Lily Singh videos that rip on like literally every aspect of my life. I mean, I don't get bothered by them, but I'm sure other people do. Uh, There are loads of videos that are social, political, all of this, where the point of the video is to call like swaths of tens of millions of people human garbage. Now, that seems like that would disrupt a loop at a certain point of watching a video and thinking, well, this, I hate this. Uh, I'm going to go watch Netflix instead. How how is that okay? um, Well, like... It's the thing that they're not looking for. Like, obviously, they're a more progressive company. So I, that's kind of what I'm what I would think that you're getting at is that, like, the more, I guess, edgy or uh, straight white male content, whatever you want to call it, like, you know, the straight white males. What, what about them getting offended? Like, they're probably not too concerned about that. I, You know, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what they uh, I don't know what's in their head. I'm just saying that it's it's very obvious to things like uh, vomit. Right. Like to all the fucking <laughs> schmucks at YouTube who are, you know, going through these videos and have to figure out, like, where to point the company. Vomit is just like a very obvious one for them where when it comes to like a, opinion shit, like they they tend to be cool about that. I mean, for, for when it gets in the future, it'll probably be worse. It'll probably be more, uh, uh, like partisan, but I don't know. You could probably come up with some examples. I mean, actually some good examples of that, right. Would be like Alex Jones. His shit gets fucking taken off. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I I can't think of, but I don't, they can't take down, they can't take Lily Singh. Right. Like it's, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) right. I don't know. Uh, It it does seem like it seems like they're in a position to have to pick winners and losers. And unfortunately for the world, uh, the hair cake turned out to to be on the losing end, uh, whereas other people who who do make disruptive content. And if it is the political stuff, there are people on the left and the right doing this. It's not any kind of value judgment. Um, But, yeah, some disruptive content seems to slide and and others. It's completely fine for now. YouTube yeah. has draw, drawn a line in the vomit. I mean, at least we can all agree with that. <laughs> one, one, one example of this I thought was really weird was, um, uh, I think it was Twitter. I don't think it was YouTube. There was something on Twitter where it had to do with spiders. And there was like a big nasty spider wow. in the picture. And uh, 
they eventually took it down and apologized for freaking people out who are afraid of spiders. And that yeah. that, that just got my mind going like, what? okay, I, I get, I do get that. Like, I'm not like a gigantic fan of spiders. <laughs> we talked to Michael Cusack mm-hmm. about his disgusting Huntsman Australian spiders a couple of weeks ago. Um, but at some point, isn't everyone afraid or disturbed by something? It, You know what I mean? Like clowns. Yeah. Like pe- people yeah, are famously course. scared of clowns. No more clowns? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, when fuck it, when people get upset on Twitter, they're going to fucking complain to Twitter and spiders are removed. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're sensitive people if they're wanting spiders to be off Twitter. But if Twitter sees some fucking uh, potential from removing spiders on the platform. I mean, it's their prerogative. If spiders are that important to people, there's going to be spider Twitter coming up pretty soon. <laughs> if they okay. care. So if they actually care. At, at what point does that come to an end? I mean, so Kevin talks about drawing a line in the vomit. I love that, by the way, because it is vomit. It's uh, it's a big splash, a big chunky, fetid splash uh, that, that the janitor comes in and dumps those wood chip kind of things on top of to dry up. Um, <laughs> it's not at all clear. Uh, that's, that's really the problem is, uh, you know, a, a line drawing a line is fine, but we need to be able to see it. Uh, do you think that's even possible uh, to have such clear, uh, clear guidelines? Well, it's, it's, a, you, you have to put yourself right? in the something. position of youtube right like if you had to make these rules like people like being someone who's trying to sort of like weasel way around the rules and make edgy content like i can know how much of a hard time they have uh making rules i think recently giving an example of that where it's like ah intrinsic attributes and then examples of like offending someone so it's it's it calls out, I think, a, a large swath of the commentary community saying, don't go in this direction. We don't like this. So it, it can be done. But, I, you know, I think they they literally posted a uh, they made a post about it and they took down videos. And that was a pretty good warning before, like, terminations happened. Like, I don't know. What are you going to do? If you, if you want to make that content, if it's super important to you, and it's pretty important to me, I want to make stuff that upsets people and I plan on, but it, you know, you got to be prepared to be able to fucking put it on another website, right? Because you two, it, like, they're going to keep doing this. It's there. It's in their best interest. They got to make money. Have you looked into that? Have you looked into starting, uh, uploading to other platforms as a backup? Um, I haven't. At the moment, because unlike Leafy, I've made some deliberate efforts to shift my content. Uh, you know, he has <laughs> remained completely unchanged since 2016. I think at one point he even said in one of the videos, like, I'm not stopping this until my channel gets removed or some shit like that. So it's like, no one can play stupid with this. Like, oh, just, you know, yeah. just give us give us a sign. Like, wh- where does the line start? Where does it end? It's like, you fucking... You have an idea, right? It's a spectrum, but you have an idea what's too far, uh, you know? And especially when you've uploaded a, a bunch of videos uh, and you've gotten away with stuff to a certain point, it's like, you know, you can't keep pushing it. Eventually, YouTube's going to fucking terminate you. They could terminate me any day, and I really wouldn't be surprised by it, to be honest. What happens then? Or, yeah, are you waiting for that shoe to drop? 
What happens if YouTube terminates me? Well, I'll tell you what. This is good. This is a good segue. I release my game Pocket Squirrel and I make a million freaking bucks. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? What's up with Pocket Squirrel? Done. It's done. done. And then it, and then I'll the upload on I'll upload on Vimeo. Uh, I'll, I'll re-upload <laughs> all the. I'll actually here's 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 a better idea. I'll Vimeo. make a box set DVD with permission of George of all that cake series, and I'll release those out to the public. Actually, I'll just make one and I'll auction it. Highest bidder gets them with some behind the scenes. How does George feel about this? His uh, his his magnum opuses. I don't. What is the plural of magnum opus? Uh, being removed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> his magnum opi being being destroyed. I don't think he gives a shit, to be honest. He's moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah. But I don't know. I haven't talked to him about it. So okay. who knows? Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Pocket Squirrel's doing good. You guys can expect it sometime later this year or early next year. It's going to be awesome. It's going to fucking change your idea of what a mobile game is. Uh, your eyes are going to spill out of your head. Yeah. You're going to get hard. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. When's the beta? Are we going to get 50,000 free silver and a champion? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I think it, yeah, yeah, something like that, I think. A champion. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What did you say, Kevin? When's the beta? When, 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 when are the we? The beta. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. That's sort of an old timey thing to do. We don't do betas around here. You just let her rip untested. You let that. Puppy rip. Yeah, I don't know. The the beta will come. I just, I don't know. We'll see. It's difficult. Game development is difficult. Has all of the, the COVID stuff changed your timeline on that? Did that throw off the, the plans or have nah, you just gone not at all. We're just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't be too lazy. You released another uh, hour long documentary. The uh, the old yeah, ice that's cream a good man, man. I like that. Man. You like yeah. that? That was good. Uh, yeah. Um, your Dax yeah, flame. Not too lazy. Uh, your Dax flame uh, profile. Yeah, the documentaries are cool. It's fun. It's really fun to get out there and uh, record stuff with people like Madison. Madison's really awesome. He actually released uh, Smoothie Madness two today, episode two, um, and he did all of that on his own. Uh, for the most part, he he hired like other people to do the camera work and editing and stuff like that. Uh, super funny though. I just checked it out a few hours ago, and uh, yeah, it's got some it's got some moments for sure. How did you decide on uh, on Dax Flame being the subject of number two after Airsoft Fatty, which was amazing? And we'll pop the links in uh, to the description on both of those videos, and then Dax's as well. Um, but but yeah, I mean, you do, you establish this with Airsoft Fatty and that was so good. It was just remarkable in every way. And then you got to do another one of these things. You have every possible subject in the world. How do you land on Dax Flame? Uh, I think I met him at like Jack's Films uh, bachelor party or something like that. Ba yeah, some sort of bachelor thing. And uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, the whole the whole night I was like, look at him. I'm like, that's Dax Flame. But I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know that he was like super approachable at that time. <laughs> I was just eyeballing him. But eventually we talked for a little bit and he seemed like a nice guy. Saw him at, I think, Will's party, maybe another party. And um, yeah, just I mean, talking to him just made me realize, oh, like because I was interested in what he's been up to and everything. So it was like super organic. 
you know, I think a, a lot of people get in this weird mode in their head of like, this is what the next documentary has to be. Like after we put out the airsoft fatty one, I got all these messages about like this uh, juggalo kind of fella. And I think he's maybe from Midwest or the Michigan area who is like superhuman, something like that, um, where he fucking body slam. I don't know, mousetraps. He'd say juggalos and juggalettes. Let's do this shit. And then he body slam a printer or something like that. And he really hurt himself. And most people sent me that as like, this is the next documentary subject because they they only had it in their head that we were checking out weirdos from the Midwest. <laughs> uh, so now, now that this has come out, a lot of people have other ideas. Their sort of ideas have shifted to, oh, maybe the next one will be about, you know, this awkward person who's similar to Dax. But I think the whole point is just to move on to a new thing that's different enough and, you know is cool and entertaining. Real quick, I want to I want to point to the thing you said about being in awe of Dax Flame at this party. That Dax has this this aura that yeah, that you're just, you know, All right, maybe saying being in awe to was a little you don't bit know much. What to do. Yeah, I don't think I was in awe. <laughs> well, I don't think my jaw was well, dropped was. on the floor like a big cartoon wolf with my tongue rolling out. I wasn't in awe. <laughs> Let's put it this way. I was I was intrigued by this man of mystery in the corner. Who, who had this you were these luscious locks of hair on his head. And I was like, that might be Daximus Flame. <laughs> well, there have only been, there have been, there are really three people in YouTube who I've wanted to talk to in person. Okay. Where I've, I've had that, that, uh, that element of, of intrigue that you just described about Dax. One of them was you. I got to check that off the bucket list. I never have to talk <laughs> to you again in person. <laughs> Uh, and that was awesome. But many years ago, many years ago, all I cared about was meeting Dax flame. And this must've been like 2013 or something. I was sitting in a room with Kevin at one of the panels and halfway through it, uh, Dax walked out to, to go do something. And, you know, it was obvious who he was and, he was the only guy leaving the big room. And like, I couldn't stop myself. I jumped up and ran outside like to follow him like a creep, uh, and, and, you know, just say hi and get a picture and whatever. Um, so I, I, I know the draw, I know the allure of those locks. Yeah. It's fun to see uh, a celebrity or, you know, someone you recognize from something. Uh, it's very, uh, it gets your heart racing. It's really cool. Well, he was I really think, uh, one of the first people I ever watched on YouTube. And, and when your video came out, a lot of people said that a lot of people were like, Oh my God, I haven't thought of him in a long time, but this was the first thing that got me into YouTube, you know? And when he's talking about being in the top 10 or 15 of subscribers with, you know, 120,000 or something like that, it was a completely different era and there wasn't that much on the platform, but everybody from that 2007 ish time seems to have, have remembered watching this. It was also yeah, for sure. I, um... where you could just oh, be ahead, weird. Kevin. Like, I was just thinking about YouTube in those days, and it was such a different time where you could find somebody like Dax Flame and just be completely blown away by how unique and different he was, and you'd never seen anything like that before. And it doesn't seem like that really happens anymore, does it? Like, are we... Are sure we, it does. You link me all sorts of fucking weirdos on Twitter DMs. <laughs> yeah, 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 but nobody watches them except me and the, and, and, and you, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's just it's such a bigger spectrum. I think uh, some of the ones you'll link will have eight views, <laughs> and in which case, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, like where where's the attention that they're getting? But then there's some other ones have who have gotten that like you know user base. I think Report of the Week is a great example of that. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, Feature awesome. Man is a great example of that. Even like lower on the totem pole, like not as many views. Um, you know who Feature Man is, yeah? Um, I'm not familiar. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a guy you with do? the watermelon. I eating my wa- watermelon with oh. my clone, something like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told us about him <laughs> the the first time you came on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think he's yeah. gotten more. Yeah, a little bit more of a fan base since then. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's just super interesting. Like a, even even when the stuff isn't well produced or whatever, it's just like this window in to someone's life that's uh, you know different from yours. God, I have to send you someone too. I I forgot to send you who just reviews and very seriously will review like household products. Like he'll do a mm-hmm. review of like um, Ajax. He'll be like, look, here's Ajax. This is a, a dish soap. And um, here's what it says on it. And here are its many uses. You can do this with Ajax. You can wash plates like this. And it takes it really, really, really seriously. And it's not its not a gag. It's not a parody. Yeah. Um, this guy's just like, this is the stuff he has around his house and he wants to make videos. So he decided to just kind of review the things he can get his hands on. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name off the it's top of my head. It's a good way to start, man into making videos a lot of people hesitate you know even dax he hadn't posted in a long time because it was like what what the hell do i make videos on i like that though reviewing ajax cool (laughs) there's a lot of like very uh, kind of autistic things that you can do to get started as well that you might not think other people are interested in but you find out you know very shortly like you know power washing porn is a thing not that it's porn but you know (laughs) uh cleaning rugs this and that there's a ton of content out there that can you know satisfy people even though you don't even you you wouldn't even think it yeah it's that oddly satisfying thing i power washed my deck recently and it was very satisfying i will tell you it was the most cool you texted me a picture of that you (laughs) yeah yeah but like you know with my like monster energy drink and my power washing the deck it was the most 30 year old boomer activity i've ever done in my entire life it was pretty stellar that's a that's a good question like what do dudes text to each other what do they feel the need cuz i rarely text my homies like pictures of things or whatever what what would be that thing <laughs> that all guys universally do a massive foot long turd in your toilet power washing <laughs> like what's it gonna be because i feel like it will probably change from generation to generation yeah right now I mean, pa- it I think might there be have to be some washing. common food elements like I, I think it's pretty common to be like you know here, here are some steaks and burgers and stuff that i'm grilling up like pretty good day mm. and the picture is that grill with you know the, the can of of uh miller genuine draft next to it uh that that's probably pretty common. I'd have to say it's like a food thing, like grilling or yeah. wings or something like that. Everybody is proud of a, a good plate of wings. Yeah. Smoking food. There's a lot of like things you can do with food that yeah. I think, yeah, takes time, effort. It's like, ah, I may as well get a picture of it at the end. Speaking so what of... do the vegans text each other? <laughs> tofu? <laughs> <laughs> I... Check out my tofu kebabs, bro. <laughs> 
I saw this uh, thing on TikTok, I think it was, where this discussion of like dudes posting pictures on their uh, Tinders of like like one of the many pictures people see on their Tinders is uh, guys posing with their catches of fish. And it's Mm. like pretty universal, you know, for a while, I think it was a trend to like, you know, post a picture of you hanging out with a tiger, you know, but now it's like (laughs) it's fishes or it's been fishes for a long time. And there were a couple like theories on why that's the case. And I think one of them was like, yeah, like we haven't gotten over this patriarchal society or whatever, where men need to feel the need to show that they're providers and they catch big honking fish and all this sort of, I don't know, like very extra uh, ways of thinking about one of these pictures. But I got to thinking in my head and I was like, it is very rare for me to pass my phone to one of my friends and say, yeah, just snap a quick pic. The only time I've done it is when I've caught a fish, you know, uh, not the only time, but that's like, that's one of those times where it's just like, you really feel the need. I've only like, like my dad and I go fishing and the only time I've ever asked my fucking father to take a picture of me is, it just sounds weird in my head is, is when you catch a fish. And I think a lot of guys are that same way where it's just like, oh yeah, here's a, this just feels right. This feels like the right thing to do. It doesn't feel gay or, you know, whatever. <laughs> feels like it's a good Kino excuse. says in the chat, he brings up, he says peacocking with fish. And that's, that's really it. It is the peacocking that you're describing, isn't it? That, that uh, demonstration of being able to provide and stand out a little bit. Well, it's um, interesting because they I mentioned wonder, peacocking yeah. as like a way to attract mates. And I'm not sure to what extent it's subconscious because like... <laughs> To me, not a single fucking thought in my head is I'm going to show this picture to a female to impress her. (laughs) Like, I don't like I don't know. It it could just be I'm from California and no women have ever been impressed by the fucking fish I caught. Maybe if you're in Alabama or something, (laughs) they get super wet. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that is exactly what happens in Alabama. No, that was a meme, though. Somebody tweeted. um a tw- uh, this tweet went viral and it was a, a girl who said exactly that she 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 attached a photo of a guy holding a giant fish and she literally said like something along the lines of like no woman has ever slept with a man because of the size of the fish that he caught and and I do think that there is something about male bonding around fishing that doesn't have to do with attracting a mate. I remember I never liked fishing. I always thought it was super boring, so I wouldn't go. But my group of male buddies, that's all they would do. Like before the days of um, going to a bar or something, they would all go fishing together. And that's literally the activity of dudes right. like doing something together was they would all go fishing. Yeah, for sure. It would be interesting to know that the the substitute activities that they have for that because like i mean i <laughs> especially the people who are like well I, I mean you're a good example of that do you uh kevin have any sort of nerdy kind of <laughs> i say nerdy but it could literally be anything um <laughs> activities that you ever found the need to like document it or pass the camera to your buddy or the phone to your buddy to be like oh this is this is badass we we gotta we gotta make sure we have a picture of this. Um, I think at this stage of my life, it's the thing like the power washing thing. Like I sent that to Matt yeah. because I was like, check out 
you know, how clean my deck is getting. And <laughs> there is something. Oh, dude, you're so old. What the I know. Fuck? It was cool, though. It's it true. was kind of impressive because it, it was a night and day comparison. It was like, wow, brand new deck versus like 27-year-old <laughs> rotting deck. Yeah. Uh, I was impressed. Yeah. Eventually, you get... You get to that age, you know, where like, I'm proud of my house. I want to take care of it. I want to improve elements of it. So yeah. yeah, like if I do some work around the house, I think that is the one thing I can think of mm-hmm. that, I, you know, if it, if I clean some, cleared some area, Matt, didn't you cl- like bush hog some ridiculous area around your house? Last time yeah. I was there, we were walking around your property and you were like talking about like bush hogging all of this land out. So it's the same thing. It is that. That is what it is. Right? right? Yeah, it makes just, sense. Yes, it's the same idea. Because it's, um, it's I do necessary. send like food stuff that I make. You know, the, the food prep stuff happens. I just posted a picture in the episode chat of one of the last sausages that I made. And if if you appreciate sausage... You should be in the episode chat right now because this was like probably five or six feet, if not more, of unbroken sausage that I that I coiled up so that I could put it in the smoker. It was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Like I couldn't have somebody generate a 3D like recreation of perfect sausage that would be better than what I made. And that was good. I sent that one around a lot. You'll, you'll yeah, I'm send looking me at pictures the of smoked sausage meat too. right now. It's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good link, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if you guys need more in your life. More than sausage? (laughs) Yeah. I'm hearing the power washing and the bushwhacking and the sausage, uh, (laughs) stuff. I'm like, do you guys, you guys go out for hikes every now and again, right? No, not me. I hate that. Oh, <laughs> I actually don't. I hate it too. Um, really? I like to, yeah, it, it's really, well, like I've always been in a spot really that's, that's kind of hilly and like that anyway. So there's no special appeal. It's just plain going outside, you know, in the first place. Yeah. It's just but taking a walk. The second part of it, like, it, yeah, it's really just walking. That's, that's hard. That's all. Walking <laughs> is hard. No, that's probably good. If it's hard, it's good for you. If there's a point why it's hard. You can't, you got to have some conflict in your life. That's probably the perfect conflict for you right now. Yeah. No, man. Look, my whole life is conflict though. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the exciting parts of my life are conquering nature, not strolling through it. Con- what, what's conquering nature? It's making order out of chaos. It's it's power washing the deck. It's like clearing overgrown vines. Oh, interesting. The the fences, uh, you know, around my house. I was picturing like a battle with a wild boar or something. But conquering nature is just removing the moss and uh, the shit. Oh, I have to remove moss on on my roof. There's moss on my roof. I have an apple tree that like seriously needs pruning because a lot of the branches are dead. Like that, that's the kind of thing that uh, yeah. is satisfying to me at this point, at this point in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like it's it makes sense. destiny in your own backyard. Yeah, I what? think most people, as they age, they'll go through that phase of like when they're younger, they'll take more risks, get out there, play with things, fall in a puddle of mud. But as you get older, you're like, all right, I've kind of seen all that nature has to offer. So you're like doing up your home. You're getting new rain gutters and all that kind of stuff. But 
don't you feel like like you're still missing some of that nature like you know maybe going to egypt would be nice maybe interacting with a person speaking a foreign language could be a little bit nerve-wracking because you don't know how to respond to them because you don't speak their language but maybe it's kind of cool have you ever tried to buy a light bulb in tel aviv let me tell you what this is like hey that's an epic story story. i love that (laughs) no but i mean it's it's exactly what you're describing and there is a charm to it there really is like yeah yeah and i went into a hardware store because the light bulb exploded like it didn't just go out it blew up and so there were little bits there was some kind of surge and it just launched light bulb glass all over my apartment and so i'm like okay i go to the hardware store i i ask for a light bulb uh the guy just says no like well okay i mean i just need a light bulb uh we don't we don't sell those like well you're a hardware store how how do you not sell light bulbs and he says why why would you come in here and expect me to sell what you want it's like i'm so trapped in the logic of this exchange and i still don't have a light bulb i know i'm not going to get it here i don't exactly know where to get it uh so i just left you know and eventually i found a light bulb but you know anywhere else i'm you know just popping in somewhere and grabbing a light bulb um that that's cool. Like the first 17 times, you know, it's kind of quirky where you shake your head and you're like, wow, that was weird. But eventually you just want a light bulb. <laughs> oh yeah. But you eventually found one. You only yeah, had to go. Yeah, I don't remember. In a one took. shop that denied I think I had to walk blocks. for no reason, I guess. I had to go into a lot of, into a lot of shops in that neighborhood, which, uh, which by the way, it was the neighborhood that I was there, uh, at the exact same time, a very small Charming little neighborhood in Tel Aviv. I was there at the same time as uh, Ethan Klein. He was living in that neighborhood um, back in the day, in the, the I guess pre or beginning YouTube days of his career. Uh, I don't know if we crossed paths. Uh, he wasn't in the light bulb store, the non light bulb store at that moment, uh, but perhaps he was down the block. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Let perhaps. me let me say let me say this. I think that at the crux of this discussion, though, is the difference between the novelty of making your life harder or the satisfaction of making it easier. Yeah. And I'm, I, I like the satisfaction of making my life easier, and I'm rarely interested in the novelty of making it harder. Rarely. Yeah, but there's this element of uh, you experiencing a hard thing on purpose because it gives you... Uh, something more like oftentimes if you keep doing the satisfying thing, it's like you're conditioning yourself to like be even worse at handling the hard thing. Right. Like for me, filling up gas was a hard thing to do when I first got my car. It was a little bit nerve wracking. I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to do it wrong. But now <laughs> it being the 500th time, I couldn't be more bored with it. Right. Whereas maybe interacting with the light bulb salesman in Tel Aviv, you know, if you do enough of that, maybe you have a better understanding of, you know, human interaction or even how to or even not letting the, the, the guy not selling you a light bulb, like kind of fuck with your day as much. Because I think in, in my state right now, that that definitely would, you know, fuck with my day. Like, what the hell? But I'd like to picture me in 10 years not being affected by that in the slightest and just, you know, immediately finding a new solution. Or something like that. But I'm just wondering if this is this what getting old is like in in ten years are 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 we are you going to feel the same way? 
Like I agree with you that you that everyone oh, for yeah. a long time have to step outside their comfort zone. Um, I'm just wondering if at some point you that gets you, to you, be an it's, old hat. It's going to be different for everyone. Like some people might say, "Hey, I'm getting up there in age. I'm not going to be able to fight off uh, a mugger in Botswana. So best not take a vacation <laughs> to Botswana." Uh, but you know, maybe you know more visits. Uh, well, again, because that's the thing as well, right? Because as you get older, you probably have uh, like a smaller pool of people that you consider like friends and, you know, close friends and everything else. So you, you actually do need to kind of, well, I mean, this is a perfect example for why we have so many fucking Karens out there is because they're so used to like not experiencing conflict and everything being perfectly groomed and everyone abiding by their fucking community rules and shit that when they see someone doing something a little bit out of the ordinary, they get all fucking flustered and shit. Whereas if that Karen maybe went to some different countries and went on a hike and did some shit herself, she would realize how not a big deal it is that someone, you know, stole a rock from a hiking trail or some stupid shit like that. Is that the origin of Karens? Is that is that how you think a Karen is formed in nature? Is somebody who's uh, so is isolated from uh, isolated from like I think a swath just, of experiences? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. I think that's what you what you generally see, right? Like, there's been some that are uh, fu- like offended by people's dogs. Get that mud away from me! Your dog is is violent or whatever. And it's probably because they haven't had a you know a depth of interactions that you know brought them to the point where they weren't scared. Uh, even a fucking black guy showing up at the front of someone's house to del- or apartment complex to deliver Uber Eats, and she's like, "You don't live here." There's all these examples of like what the fuck is this your first rodeo? Like you realize (laughs) that, you know, we we live in a society. Has this is, I want to bring it back on a content side because I think there are a lot of parallels here. There may be, there may be not. This is, this is your question. Um, You talk about this kind of progression of getting more relaxed and more used to uh, all of these different things in life, right? Did that, did that happen with the edgier stuff with, with content? Did you hit a point where you just didn't want to do that kind anymore? Or if you could get away with anything right now on YouTube, would you still make content like you used to? So like there's been an evolution, uh, from old edgy iDubs into the gentle benevolent uncle Dubsy. And it's awesome. Everybody loves it. Like, this is great. But is that a function of the kind of force that you're talking about? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the more you experience in life, I think fucking like, I mean, Dax put put it pretty well, like, you know, 17 year old Dax, you know, that hasn't seen any of the world is very different than, you know, now 28 year old Dax. It's like, yeah, same thing for me. It's like as you grow and experience new things and, you know, share ideas, talk to different people. Uh, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be making the same stuff. I mean. Yeah. Have you done a lot of traveling? Where have you gone? Besides Australia, obviously. Um, went to the UK a little bit. Uh, I've gone to Mexico a few times. Uh, Canada, obviously. This is where Anissa is from. Uh, where else? Uh, just a lot of different parts of the US. A lot of road trips to the Midwest. Um, not too long ago, I went to, we took a little vacation to an island called Vanuatu. Um, that was kind of cool. Where's that? Uh, it is kind of off the coast of Australia. 
um, kind of in between the Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I think it's like a French, it's got some like French colonization thing going on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, French influence. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty cool over there. A lot to see. Haven't been too much or I haven't really been anywhere in Asia. That's kind of next on my list. Where do you want to go next? What's the best foreign wildlife that you've seen? What's what's the coolest bit of uh, animalry that you've encountered? Well, to answer Kevin's question, probably Japan next. That's going to be the 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 one to go to, I think, just because they got a lot of a lot of I don't know. They got cool shit over there. It's crazy. Um, uh, but as far as crazy wildlife, I don't know. Nothing too crazy. I think here in Canada, there's a great. Uh, uh, what is it called? National park called Banff. And we've seen some bears and, uh, I guess elk and moose. So that's, I don't know, that's had a pretty big impact on me, but nothing extreme really. Yeah. I want to ask you before I forget, last time we had you on the podcast was before the airsoft fatty documentary. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I don't even know anything about that. And that was so such a while ago. Uh, how did that come about? Like, where where did you even get the idea to do documentaries to begin with? And and um, why Airsoft Fatty? Yeah, I don't Um, I'll meet my friend Ben and Dane, or my friends Ben and Dane, were uh, just chatting in Discord and sh- shooting the spit. And we just decided very kind of randomly, like, hey, let's, we could do something like this, you know, show this guy off to more people. And I was like, yeah, I mean. I guess we could. Why not? So uh, we just did it. I reached out to him. He's a little bit hard to get a hold of at, at first, um, but yeah, that was a that was a really fun one to do. We uh, we've been keeping an eye on him. Maybe sometime in the future, we'll do like a maybe a second part. See where he's at now, or I don't know something. That would be great. I definitely need to know. <laughs> I yeah. need more of that. <laughs> How long did it take you to make Ice Cream Man? Because it seemed like a lot of that was shot last year. Yeah, it took a while. I, it was just mainly because we were dragging our feet a little bit with it. Um, yeah, it gets a little bit tougher when you're working with a team to sort of shit something out. Because I like I'll, you know, I don't know. It's just normally like with all the content cops and stuff, like I would edit them all myself and everything. So I only have, you know, or I could I could pressure myself a little bit more to finish things. But I'm pretty lax when it comes to, uh, you know. Uh, people I'm working with, I don't really, you know, force a, a deadline or anything like that. So I just say, you know, you know what to do, get it done. So not, not, not to say that fucking Dane was lagging or anything like that. Dane's the guy who edits it. It was more like a, we were just trying to do a lot of stuff at once. We were trying to license music and that was just a whole nightmare trying to work with lawyers and music licensing companies and shit. So yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that was probably now all that the you've place. done a couple of these. Well, no, I mean it, it's that type of production is all over the place, though. Mm-hmm. You know, we've uh, we've been through it in in different arenas, but the same idea where instead of just coming up with a video, shooting it, editing it, <laughs> uploading, and boom, you're on to the next thing. You've got just like seventy five more factors than normal, and they're all kind of overlapping and happening at the same time. And with other people too, you just have to factor in you know, their lives. Um, but you've, you've done this a couple times now. And I imagine the second one was, uh, easier than the first one in the sense that you at least knew 
what was coming in the process. Do do you have a round three in your mind yet? Uh, yeah, it, we got some ideas. It, I, I think you touched on a good point though, like like learning a lot from each like iteration. The first one uh, with the fatty documentary, we, we learned a ton from it. Uh, we have a big document where we after each one we kind of write down. All right, what could we have done better? What did we learn explicitly from this? Uh, you know, uh, all all the shooting that we did for the first one and the second one, and it's funny how uh, how fucking big those lists can get. Like we thought we had everything like sorted uh, after the fatty documentary, and then when we went into the Dax one, we still have a list like maybe even twice as long of like things that we can improve on and uh, and do better. Uh, so I don't know. It's pretty. It's rewarding. Um, and yeah, sadly, I can't really give any indication or hint as to what the next uh, thing will be on. Um, you know, could be anything. What about film festivals? Have you thought about yeah, uh, showing the films off at film festivals? That's a thing, right? Yeah, that is a thing. I like we, we had given it some thought and I think I'll probably submit them to some festivals. I don't really know the point necessarily other than to maybe... Uh, win an Oscar or something stupid like that. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's fun. It does, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't cost too much. But I think that's the thing that makes me a bit hesitant because it's just kind of like you pay to submit it so that some people watch it. I don't know. YouTube's much more rewarding for that. But I think as a nice little addition, sending it to film festivals would be just kind of cool. Not really expecting much out of it. I think they have weird rules too, exclusivity rules. Yeah, I'm not yes. where you have to like not show it on YouTube for a while, so that could be a hindrance. That, yeah, that's really if weird. If it's been on YouTube, if it's been on a streaming service, anything like that, it disqualifies from uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few film festivals. <laughs> that's um, so stupid. One, I hate one that. that. I, I worked <laughs> it's on like weird, arbitrary rules. It, yeah, it, it's really bizarre. I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, I worked on one called The Last Stop, which I think as of the other day, it's now. Uh, available with Amazon Prime. It's definitely on Amazon, uh, and uh, it's it's about uh, a, a kind of a rehabilitation school, behavior and drugs and all those things that existed in Maine in the seventies, eighties, and nineties and early two thousands. Uh, but it was they employed things like attack therapy, where instead of like group therapy, the group would like scream at you and uh insult you and break you down and uh, they they had fighting rings and things like that so you know not not a typical uh school anyway that was a few years ago it hit a couple of festivals virginia film festival things like that and eventually that that cycle stopped and when we started to look at what the options were um they, they were really limited and the 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 years long path of doing festivals and then distribution, whether it's on YouTube or streaming or anything else is incredibly restrictive. And so when you say that you can make a thing and pop it on YouTube and get a lot of eyeballs on it and then move on like that kind of freedom seems amazing. And do you think more people who are in the traditional kind of documentary space will be looking at the, at a couple of your videos and thinking, why are we doing it the old way? Why don't we do it like this? Uh, it's an interesting thought. I think it, the, their main problem is just getting eyes on the film in the first place. So I don't think they it would seem as appealing. I mean, if they had a, you know, a YouTuber with a dedicated fan base, like absolutely. But 
Yeah, a lot of I think the only way a lot of these people get eyes on their films is just by doing it the traditional way. Because who else is going to give the time of day? You almost need to pay people to watch it because it's like you know no one's there. Oh, what else? I had one more. Yes, this is this is what it was. Okay, before I forget this, uh, a few months ago there was this picture. You, you kind of seem like a Willy Wonka type with that like pondering. Yes, 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 yes. yes. This is what it is. Ah, I remember it now. <laughs> yeah, because because I lost my 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 thought mm-hmm. that I, I it was like the last like really big question that I wanted your thoughts on, um, that I had written down. Uh, so uh, a few months ago, I t- tweeted a photo of you and Max and Chad and George uh, sitting on a park bench, I think, and it just I just said the Beatles, and to my surprise, this tweet and this was on the create unknown uh twitter account which you know has like 3000 followers uh it got a lot more than 3000 uh eyeballs on it and it was so impactful that i was started thinking of <laughs> just i mean it's a stretch obviously but you guys as kind of like beatles e like that group that super group uh, there are, it's not, it's not that much of a stretch to create some sort of parallels, like within the ecosystem of YouTube to, you know, the videos that you all did at that time together and, and solo. Um, and I just wanted to hear your thoughts, like reflecting on that time, like how you think about it now, you know, I, obviously we already touched on some of the stuff just being like literally deleted by YouTube. Um, what are your thoughts about, you know? the videos that you made then how they'll be remembered. You know, it's like people can't even remember them if they get deleted. So I don't know. It's, it's just like such a weird thing that I don't feel like will happen again, I guess is my point on YouTube. Yeah. I think it'll happen again. It's just going to be maybe to a less gross extent, a less weird extent, but you know, what's weird for kids these days is not going to be weird for kids, uh, in the future. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed making videos with Max, George, uh, Chad, uh, How to Basic, and uh, the whole gang. And yeah, just a lot of fun, good memories. Um, and yeah, I think we're all, all of us are in a, a better uh, place now. I would say, not to say we were fucking like, <laughs> not to say we're in a bad place at the time, but we're we're happy with where we're all at. Um, you know. Max is has got a Max and Chad have a really successful podcast called Ones. Uh, they make some really awesome videos over there. Uh, you should watch their uh, their videos where they uh, where they have uh, custom shirts made from like Fiverr artists. Very funny. Uh, George obviously is killing it music wise. Um, you know yeah. he's doing great. And uh, yeah, I mean, sometime in the future we might meet up again. I mean, I, I meet up with Max quite frequently because he's got a more, you know, YouTube schedule. But uh, George is a little bit more all over the place, traveling and, you know, just all sorts of shit. Uh, but I think we'll uh, we'll do something eventually together. The reunion tour? Yeah, possibly. Nah, that shit sucks. Like when the jackass boys or whatever say like, yeah, we're going to do one final thing. And they're all fucking 50 years old. You're like, you just, you're like, stop. <laughs> Make a documentary about it where you guys talk about your craziest moments. That's about all you can do. Maybe you can sponsor the the newest J- 
jackass kids who have bones that are going to break on upon impact. But definitely recreating the shit is just a terrible idea. <laughs> Would you ever do something like that? Like, let's say you found somebody there, I don't know, 19, 20. You think they're funny. There's something about them that you like and you think, okay, I can work with this person. They can be effectively mini dubs and just kind of carry a torch in their own way. Uh, Like, do you think it's possible to do almost like a mentorship in this, the sort of content that the four of you guys used to do? No, because you need to, because we're all older and less stupid. (laughs) Like it would feel really (laughs) shitty to fucking talk to a 19 year. Like it pains me to talk to, uh, 19-year-old YouTubers. It really does because our prerogatives are completely different. It might have been fine for, you know, younger uh, younger Ian to hang out with and talk about ideas. But when I get... Because, get, like, I will talk to younger YouTubers and TikTokers or whoever else, and they're, they're cool, and I understand where they're coming from, but our ideas on things just oftentimes, you know, don't line up. Uh, and it's like... How are you going to mentor someone when you're just so like far apart? Like, I'd be like, yeah, that seems like a fucking stupid idea. You know, this is a video idea to, you know, make a hit piece on so-and-so. I'd just be like, you know, we just end up fucking debating why it's a bad idea to make a, you know, a video about someone or about why it's a bad idea to, I don't know, do one of these hair cake type videos. It would just be is that from obnoxious. Is that from your perspective changing or do you, or are they different now? No, that's just my perspective back changing. Then? Yeah. Yeah. But they're roughly the same. Like if they were, if you guys were in the same time period, you know, you'd be friends. Oh, of course. There's not Absolutely. like a substantial yeah, difference yeah. in how they're going about it. Yeah. Then? No, okay. I, I think you, yeah. Spot on with that. I think that's very accurate. Why are you watching so much TikTok? What do you like about TikTok? TikTok's fucking awesome. Why? It's the future. <laughs> It's the future. It's like, I, uh, if you don't use it, you won't really know kind of thing. You won't really realize how they're doing anything different than YouTube or Vine or whatever. But, you know, I was a little bit skeptical at first. It didn't seem very different from other um, social media platforms, different from Vine, I guess, is the prime example. But it's got a perfect loop and they're doing things really well to, uh, they, if you're a young creator and you're trying to make it on online, TikTok right now is your best bet. They they actually deliver your videos to an audience um, as best they can. Uh, if you try to do that shit on YouTube and you just blast a video out there, it's just so much harder, especially because of the content. It, like you're encouraged to make long form content on YouTube. No one wants to see your long form shit. They don't have the patience, but they'll they'll give you 11 seconds to entertain them. It's like they're these almost mini pitches. And some of these guys are, you know, guys and gals have uh, Twitch channels or YouTube channels where they can kind of filter people to or that maybe they can make an, an income or something like that. But TikTok itself, it's just like y- you can scroll on it all day and it will it will recognize when you're watching a certain type of content, content about dogs, and it's going to deliver you more dog stuff, more dog stuff than you could ever fucking watch. And it's like that for everything. Dancing. 12-year-olds dancing, dogs dancing, whatever you want. <laughs> so um, can you You might be able to find some cool science shit on TikTok, Kevin. 
You might there get a TikTok some. sponsorship. Hashtag learn on TikTok. I, I have that. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> Vsauce 2 is on TikTok. Hell yeah. I have that on TikTok. So you know what I'm talking about. And I think, Don't play coy well, with me. You love almost TikTok. Almost a million likes. Did you hit a million likes today, Kevin? Because if you didn't, you're real close. close. Oh, you're yeah. at 969,800 likes. So the millionth like is coming any day now. Yeah. Wait, so, so what are you making on TikTok? Look, I got to see this now. It is riddles, math, like little math trivia. Um, oh, look at that. Yeah, you're verified straight up. Paradoxes. Oh, and they're all original. You're not just ripping them from your YouTube channel. It's just fresh shit for TikTok. Yes, yes. And That's I will say what I what I like about it is how short they are. That you are forced to communicate an idea as quickly as humanly possible. Um, that is an interesting challenge as opposed to, like you said, YouTube, where it's like you're almost encouraged to just draw something out in a lot, a lot of ways. Um, it's almost the opposite. And, um, and I have noticed that some of the TikToks that I've made, you know, look, I don't have a lot of followers on there, 60,000 or something like that. Um, but I had uh, a TikTok that's at like 1.6 million uh, views. Which is crazy. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There is something about their algorithm that is way better than YouTube's. And I don't really know what YouTube is going to do about that. What do you think? Well, it's that just YouTube different. It's the could? way they consume it. It's short form content. You can't really do the same thing on YouTube because, you, you know, they're, it's a different platform. You're consuming it way differently. With, with this shit, you're like, you're on the can and you just fucking, you can swipe. And the fact that you're, it's like interactive is hugely important to how it works. If it just played these things out and you had to like watch them to their fullest, but like at any point, if you're not enjoying the TikTok, you swipe onto the next one. It's a really good loop in your brain. It's addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. YouTube can't do that. that. It's not like the same thing. You got to chill out when you open a YouTube video. You're eating popcorn. You're on the couch or on your PC. So you're going to have to recommend some TikTokers to me. Um, hmm. yeah i'll think of a list okay <laughs> it's cool too that you know you're talking about being on youtube with long form stuff tiktok is an amazing place to put the things that don't make it into the long form stuff oh yeah true. and when kevin was describing some of the videos uh or some of the tiktoks that he makes there there are a lot of those topics with uh paradoxes and riddles and whatever they're really cool they're excellent uh they're just not substantial enough to talk about for 10 minutes. They're not worth making a YouTube video about because you really can get to the good part and get out of there in 45 seconds. Well, TikTok is a platform where you can do that. You know, it's a platform where uh, the things that you cut down from a YouTube video, the things that, that don't fit in there because they would make it too long, will stand alone for 30 seconds. That thing you just caught might be a really cool point to make uh, to make a TikTok about mm-hmm. it's sort of like how uh, how writers use Twitter. You know, they have confines on Twitter where it's uh, make a point in however many what however many characters it is now. But that's all you've got. You got to put your thing on a bumper sticker. You know, you don't have uh, a billboard. So there's a different dynamic. It fits in a different way. And I think that I think that opportunity exists for pretty much everybody who makes content to look at something really short like that 
and take advantage of the limitations and actually turn that into an asset. Kevin has. He's done a great job with it. Um, if you do watch Vsauce 2, you'll like the TikToks. Uh, and there's there's a lot of personality in it, too. You know, you have to sometimes focus on content to keep a narrative going in a YouTube video. But you don't have to do that on TikTok. There's no long narrative that you have to weave in and, and, and keep up with. So you can be yourself and uh, do something in a goofy way for 30 seconds. That's really cool. It's very cool. I think your comparison to Twitter is a good one. I think it's just like the same sort of thing where you can you have a short thing and the limitation is kind of a good thing for you. A lot of people don't know that the limitation is like that beneficial, but it really is. Um, yeah, I think that's great. It reminds me of the difference between having one great joke and having to build an entire stand-up routine. Yeah. That, that's what it feels like to me. It feels oh, like the yeah, YouTube video. It's like, that's man, good. I got to come up with, I mean, if, if you ever um, read about or like listen to stand-ups talk about like their five minutes or their like 10 minutes, um, I think it was five because uh, back in the day, you'd have to Type like five? have this- yeah, you have to have this tight five to get on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And that was like your entire goal as a stand-up comedian was to form this tight five minutes to uh, to get on Carson. And then, you know, hopefully some TV executive sees you and you get your own sitcom. That was like the career trajectory of stand-up comedians in the 80s uh, and early 90s. Um but yeah, that that makes sense to me in a way where it's like instead of like a YouTube video is like a set mm -hmm. um, TikToks like, no, here's just one joke. Do you like it or not? If not, yeah. you know, go to the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that the, 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 the tight five is a really good example. That's yep. Are you going to make TikToks? Uh, eventually I got some TikTok ideas, but I'm in no, no rush really. It's kind of awkward, I think, for um, people who have success elsewhere to immediately jump to TikTok because I, I get a little bit, I sort of roll my eyes when I see, you know, your Logan Pauls or whoever else in the mainstream making their TikToks and it shows up on my feed. And I'm just like, eh, do we really, like, do we really need your TikToks here? So I just, I'd like to uh, sneak in there at some point, uh, try to what not about make your Kevin, that. What about your Kevin Liebers? Is that okay? Oh yeah, like yeah, you're not you're not the you're not the fucking Logan Pauls. So that's that's all good, man. I love seeing the V sauces on uh, on TikTok. I want to see more of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Michael and Jake's plans are. Yeah, for that. yeah, but it's it's good. I mean, it's like I don't know. I uh, I think maybe the the slightly weird side effect of some of the stuff on TikTok is you have these. There's some really interesting psychological things that happen. And I, I think I want to talk about it in a video. And that is like some of these very original TikTok top content where like uh, the whole point is to just bait you into watching it more, even though there's like no punchline or whatever, or no like satisfying thing at the end. If they can keep you watching it, they fucking scored on the algorithm and you sort of beat the algorithm uh, in this sort of kind of sinister way. Uh, I wish there were ways to combat that a little bit. Uh, what can you explain that more? Like, like, yeah, to um, so that you keep looping it and you keep watching this. Yes, same TikTok not, loop? not that you keep looping it. You watch a really kind of long TikTok and you watch through the oh, whole okay. thing because you're expecting something to happen at the end. And a lot of people oh. will have some text on there that says "Wait till the end," fucking laughing till crying emoji. And so you're watching this thing. And at the end, it's just some absolute 
dog shit, like not funny or just not at all even a thing to wait for. It's like just a trick. Um, and some of these videos have, you know, millions of views. Um, yeah, there's a, there's even more examples. There's better examples of it. Like uh, there's quite a few TikTokers who will tape an iPhone to their to a drill and like uh, put a some hot glue on the hot glue, a toilet paper roll to their phone and a bunch of weird shit, throw glitter around, splash paint somewhere. And you're filming basically, you're basically filming someone uh, in third person making a TikTok. And so you have this idea that the thing that they produced is like, uh, you know, next level filmmaking. So they're like, check out the results on my channel. And so you click on their channel, you either don't find the TikTok that they made with the iPhone taped to a drill with a toilet paper roll or whatever. Uh, you either don't find it or you do find it and you realize that it was a trick. The, the video is shit. It never looked good. There was no chance of it looking good. But it looks like it's a thing from a third person perspective. That's a very convoluted way of explaining it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's Sounds hard. I mean, I'm going to need to probably make a video about it to like get the point across because you guys don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, it's such an abstract sort of idea. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. Watch bait. The wait for it thing makes sense to me, but it, it also seems like TikTok can come up with a way to um, not really because figure out. It's the boy who cried wolf thing. You'll see some that are that way and others that are perfect for oh. you know waiting some are are legit and some yeah. are how are you ever going to fucking sift through that you just have to f eliminate the accounts that uh trick you <laughs> just delete them yeah um i noticed <laughs> that someone had mentioned my uh world's largest toy popper video in the yeah, chat Boromir did. yeah yeah that, well guess what well, more of those are coming because those are fun to make that was his question. That was why he referenced it was whether you were, you know, whether you were going to make more of those and whether the audience was responding well to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I mean, that that video did really well for me and I'm super happy about it because, you know, I I don't know. It was fun. It was arts and crafts for a few months and uh, I was sort of like researching things. I spent some time and I tried to clean it up. I tried to make it as good of an example of. Uh, maybe a different type of video that I could make. And I think it got on trending at the time and it did pretty well with views. So yeah, I'd like to make more things like that. It is very time consuming though. It seemed like a little bit of like your buddy, William Osmond rubbing off on you. For sure. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like w William is, is a, is a super good friend. He's like convinced me to get a fucking 3d printer and mess around with that, mess around in some 3d modeling programs and, just sort of, you know, do whatever. It, it just feels like um, uh, the world is my oyster. I can make any kind of video if I put <laughs> enough time and energy and effort into it. Uh, so, yeah. So from content cop to content oyster. Yeah, content oyster. That's a good idea. And that was a question too, just real quick. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked, will there ever be another content cop? Um, yeah, it might not be of the same name, but like, if you like the vibe and the feel of it, there's absolutely, uh, room for more of those videos. Um, I'll probably call it something else though. Um, maybe not. I don't know. It's all up in the air. Uh, <laughs> someone seeing content cop in a title, you know, a year from now might be a good, uh, that might feel good to see and could be. 
kind of epic. It probably won't be exactly the same as past ones, but it'll have a, a similar good feel to it and satisfying whatever kind of maybe justice porn or whatever people are exactly interested in. I'm not sure. <laughs> justice porn. Uh we have we have so many questions and, and we're actually um, live on Discord right now with our patrons. Uh, if you want to join us for our recordings in the future, just go to patreon.com slash the create unknown. Let's let's hear some more uh, questions. Yeah, yeah, we, we have a bunch. So we'll try to machine gun a little bit. Um, Isaac asked how long it takes. He wants to know how long it takes to clean up after a bad unboxing or uh, secret favorite group. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's second question so the real question is how long it takes to clean up after a bad unboxing mm, probably about the same amount of time it takes to clean up uh, for how to basic after how to basic video it's just like you throw everything in a garbage bag you know call it call it quits maybe a couple hours do you put plastic down do you, at all no nah. uh yeah it's been a big issue it's like I just decide that the carpet in the room that I'm filming in is just going to be fucked. And that makes my life a little <laughs> bit easier uh, okay. because I'm not worrying about it. It's just like, yeah, it's the way it is. I'll get new carpet once it's all over. Yeah. Okay. Would you lick that carpet in a video? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, if you licked that carpet and then like showed somehow what was on your tongue, that would be kind of amazing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about that one, Matt. <laughs> well this uh the second little bit that isaac had was uh if you have any secret groups or fandoms online that you probably wouldn't admit publicly to enjoying but you're willing to say it here <laughs> no that that yeah Oops. Yeah. That's the answer <laughs> to that one. Oops. I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to share anything. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> oh, and that was Doplex, by the way, who, uh, who asked about the content cop and he is, is going to be, uh, a future guest on the create unknown. Cool. Um, fairly soon, I think, which is cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, the cat, the cat, uh, cat boy, has asked, uh, what, yeah, why, why Joji hasn't been on cold ones? Uh, well, the real question is why haven't I been on cold ones? <laughs> why haven't you been on cold ones? Uh, well, to be honest, uh, I've just been, I just been want to give it some time. So that's real special when I, when I get on there. Uh, I just feel like I, I've, I, I was on the precipice of going on cold ones last time I was in Australia, but we, I got majorly sick. And so it, yeah, it wasn't really a, a good time, but I'll, I'll be on cold ones eventually. It's just a, like, it's not something I could pop over really quick and do. It's, you know, obviously traveling across the world, but I'm sure Joji will be on cold ones eventually. Well, this one is, is more straightforward. Antimatter tape needs to know if you have a functioning printer 2d, I assume not 3d. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's kind of a weird one. I, well, I mean, maybe, I mean, I shot, you know, I think one of the bad unboxing that I shot my uh, printer with like a crop, mini crossbow type thing. It chipped a little of the plastic off, but yeah, that thing's still cooking. I got some ink for it the other day. So yeah, there you go. Nice. Ink, ink jet or laser? Um, I don't know the difference. I don't, yeah. I mean, I get ink for it. 
So I inkjet. <laughs> so you, you have a pile of uh, ink cartridges. Andrew wants to know how large the pile of fan mail is. Um, I've pretty much gone through all of it. There's a few boxes left, but I don't know. I might just burn them all. Burn them? <laughs> yeah, burn them. What do you think's inside there? Gold? I'm going to burn them. <laughs> what, what if it's explosives? Well, fucking good riddance. <laughs> I'll step away. I'll step a few feet away from the boxes so I don't get, you know. A few feet. Yeah, you'll yeah. be safe. That'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, didn't you and cut speaking, your hand really badly on, in one of the uh, bad unboxing videos? Yeah. Um, it's healed now. I don't think I have a scar or anything from it. But yeah, that was a little bleeder. You didn't get stitches? Nah, I've never gotten stitches. You've never had stitches? And you're talking, you're making fun of me for not being Mm -hmm. like this, this hiking man of outdoor culture. I've had, I've had plenty of stitches, man. You got to get some stitches. Yeah, you're right. I do. Uh, I need, I definitely need to get some stitches. I got to get, I got to get a wound big enough to, uh, (laughs) to need stitches. (laughs) That's on the bucket list. Yeah. There's really, there's really not much that super glue can't fix though. I know. That's what my dad always says. He'd always like either talk about, yeah, just kind of pinching it together and, you know, layering some super glue on top of it kind of does the trick. I'm not going to Between lie. super glue. Yeah. Between super glue and bag balm, like 95% of your medical needs are completely taken care of. Yeah. Bag balm. Yeah, it's kind of like a Vaseline consistency, but it, it, yeah, it originally was to put it on the chapped udders of cows on the bag, like when they would get chapped from milking, but it's really good at healing, at healing skin. And it's super thick like Vaseline. So between that super glue and a bottle of like the original flavor Listerine, like truly 95% of your medical needs are completely taken care of. (laughs) With Little House on the Prairie medicine. (laughs) Um, This is uh, from Liv through Jeff D. Uh, what was your favorite video to make? What has been to this point? Mm, probably uh, Airsoft Fatty one for pretty obvious reasons. It's just like what? it's a, a video you can kind of share with anyone. And it, uh, it's it got, you know, some really funny, awkward, weird moments. I feel like it was a, sort of a cool turning point recently. Uh, and yeah. I think it just turned out well. It was kind of the, the, the first video where I worked with a lot of people to make something happen. And I think it's people very, I think, I think people sort of overvalue how great it is to like work alone, you know, and not have a, a team with you. But working with a team is fucking sick. What was the thing that turned recently for Airsoft Fatty? I'm not aware of that. What, what happened that? recently with him? What happened recently with him? You said something happened recently? Oh, no, I, documentary maybe I just, or with him? I probably just um, phrased things uh, poorly. Oh, okay. I just meant to say, like, I guess that as far as recent videos go, I would say that the Airsoft mm. Fatty one is, is uh, you know, fa- favorite. And since these are, uh, this is an, an older series, but will there be more Kickstarter crap? Nah, but there'll be other stuff like that for sure. Well, there's always something, isn't there? So there's like, there's always going to be something that you can yeah. focus on, right? Or do you think they're just... Yeah, I think people can I mean, as long as people are doing crap. things on the internet, you can find it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I had a glitch. I had a freeze on my screen. 
Um, yeah, that's good. That's good. We got the status of, uh, of pocket squirrel. That was a question. Um, and let's see, uh, I'm going to drop this one in the episode chat because it's, it's visual, uh, it's visual and it's, it's a safe one. It's not gonna be horrible. Um, but I've just posted this picture again and triple question mark says it was recently revealed that William Osmond bought this taxidermied squirrel that's painted to look like Pikachu. How does looking at that make you feel? And this is, uh, for the people listening on audio, this squirrel is painted perfectly like Pikachu. Every single detail is there. It's pretty amazing. Is this complex? Pikachu <laughs> isn't really a squirrel, so it's just kind of awkward. <laughs> but it's a good representation of Pikachu in in the squirrel universe, right? Oh, yeah, in the squirrel universe, absolutely. Yeah, that looks slick. So you wouldn't want one of those on your desk or anything like that? Uh, no, I'd like to go to a friend's house who has that on their desk, though. Osmond bought this thing? Seems like you... Uh, triple question mark said that William Osmond has procured this Pikachu squirrel. <laughs> it's not unlike him. He probably did. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> talked to him about that myself. Well, it sounds like your dream is coming true um, and you can go to a friend's house and see it. True. We've, we've covered a lot of, uh... A lot of the questions in our conversation, like uh, Doplex asked about, you know, really about the the landscape of YouTube and and we just hit on commentary and all of that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Jake Roper of Vsauce 3 has just jumped in the chat and he has a question. What's your favorite kind of squirrel? That is easy, Jake. Great question, by the way. That would be the giant Indian squirrel. Look that one up. Beautiful colors. Very large, good squirrel. That's got the kind of rainbow of colors, doesn't it? That's, like really mm-hmm. lush, like luscious fur. Yep. Yeah, they look great. Squirrel. How big? Have you seen How one giant in person? It's giant. Uh, yeah, let's look this up. So, oh, that's amazing. I don't know. Not giant, just sort of like a kind of large for a squirrel. A cat? Is it like cat sized? Uh, it's a little Can bit smaller than a up? cat. In between a cat and a okay. normal sized squirrel, I'd say. Okay. So it's yeah. 2.3. Oh no. Okay. So one, one foot, two inch, uh, length, I suppose, uh, in head and body length, uh, one feet or one foot, six inch tail length and a 3.7 to four pound body weight. That's a hefty squirrel. How much does it weigh? Uh, oh, um, 3.7 to four pounds. Oh, I was hoping more like a 10 pound squirrel. I think that would be intimidating. A 10 pound squirrel. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i want big intimidating squirrel uh, that's a lot of squirrel meat uh i think we i think we might have hit these we do we do have uh a question that uh oh actually jake's continuing if he dressed up like a squirrel would you let him lay on a branch near you and would you feed him seeds and nuts <laughs> <laughs> jake that's a little personal i'll dm you a little bit later give you a more <laughs> personal answer i love that jake's profile picture is is him like all hoity-toity dressed up from his penny dreadful collab video that he did (laughs) why why is that your your profile picture if anybody hasn't seen that uh what what uh what was that video called could you come back to life or something covered in blood i can't i can't uh could you live forever Yeah, yeah yeah okay 
Look up Could You Could You Live Forever uh, on YouTube, all you listeners. Watch Jake's great video that was a Penny Dreadful uh, collab. And that's what his profile picture is for some unknown reason. You just think that looks so formal and uh, professional, I guess. Huh? It's, it's dapper. It's very it's dapper. dapper. I like it's the it. definition of dapper. Yeah. <laughs> because I look said, nice, but I'm covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so uh, and, much for and, joining us. Well, we have one more. Do we have do we have another question about animals? Oh, I think I think Isaac oh, had a question on the animal I theme. Forgot. Do you remember what that was? Oh, I almost forgot. You're smart. You're a smart man, Matthew Tabor. Yes, we do have one more question for you. And it's a question that uh, we ask all of our guests these days. Yeah, I noticed that. I, w- I watched that in one of the previous ones. What is my persona? Is that what you're going to ask? What is your persona? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, probably big old sweaty nutsack. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's my persona. <laughs> Nothing else? What What else? Is it wearing a top hat or anything? Oh, oh, I forgot. They add details, don't they? Yeah, with like a cute little bow tie. Uh, yeah, maybe my, uh, maybe I, uh, I don't know, got stinky breath, something like that. So I, I start all my conversations with, how do you do? <laughs> is that is that what the persona thing's all about? My arch nemesis is, uh, I don't know, give me some help here, fellas. Your arch nemesis? Well, are you guys persona? Why are you asking this question if you guys aren't even? What are your personas? Let me ask that. No, that's not how this works. What the fuck? What are you going to announce it in the final episode? All right, guys, we're closing it down. You've always wanted to know what our personas are. Here it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's the last episode of the Create Unknown. And then it turns out it was all just a dream. <laughs> um. Okay. So, nutsack with a top hat and a not uh, a top hat, a bow tie. Uh, oh, 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 bow tie, like Ms. Yeah. Pac-Man. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it going to have a little mustache too? A little pedo stash. Yeah, that's a great idea. You guys, you can track that like all down in a Google Doc yeah. or a, like a spreadsheet or something. Yes, we have we have people to do that for us. No, that's a good idea. Um, are you keeping the stash? You like the stash? Uh, yeah, for now. I might just shave it off for every other video. That way, we, you know, I don't know. Everyone gets a little of what they want. That is what they want. Give the people what they want. A man of the people. All right. Well, we will have our uh, resident uh, artist Andre draw up your uh, magnificent persona so that you can see it. What? In the flesh, in the wrinkly flesh. What the, in the hell? hairy flesh. That happens? <laughs> I never saw the part of the video where that happens. <laughs> yeah, man. I would have given you a serious we, we answer if I that. thought I was going to yeah. get some dope-ass art. You well, still can. You can still come okay, up with Okay, I'll come up with something. So the squirrel right, thing two. seems obvious, uh, so I'm not going to go with that. Uh, oh, here's this. I'm going to pose a question to you guys. What kind of animal do I – hey, and be as brutal as you want to be. What kind of animal do I remind you of? Like the vibe, the essence, the people in the chat can answer. You guys can answer, of course. Uh, I'm willing to hear what uh, Jake has to say as well. Yeah. I'm seeing – okay. 
some people are saying lizard snakes, a reptile kind of thing. Uh, yeah, Doflex is awesome. I was thinking like a bilby. a bilby. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like thinner, f- definitely fur, mm. um, but but quick, like quick moving and very pleasant. But but you don't know what's going to happen with this little thing. Like that's the vibe that right. I get. Oh yeah, like sugar glider. Oh sugar yeah. glider. You could totally pull off a sugar glider. Interesting, interesting. A lot of people are saying lizard, snake kind of thing, or marsupials that look fucking ugly. That's great, guys. I, I'm actually starting to regret saying <laughs> be as brutal as you want because now my feelings are getting hurt. <laughs> but you get a pouch. If you're a marsupial, you get a pouch. That's pretty sweet. Okay, so I think a lot of people were focusing on like the eye eye or these creatures that have uh, a f- kind of face like that. So right now I'm kind of imagining that <laughs> lizard gecko-y guy from Monsters, Inc. Uh, I forget his name, but he's purple and he looks a little sinister. Maybe something like that. Randy. Yes. Your chat is on top of it. I love this. So, but that's my fursona. Wow. That was fast. Is a, is a Randall, but I, I don't know. Uh, maybe Randall with like a jean jacket and I'm a different color. What color? Uh, let's say I'm uh, Randy with a bow tie. Okay. A bow tie is better. That's neat. A camo, a camo jacket. Oh, no, I'm camo colored. Okay. I'm camo colored Randy with a bow tie. Done. With a big sweaty nut sack. That's good. <laughs> I think that's a that's a good as place as any to uh, stop. Yeah, and you better cut down that autism <laughs> that I just exhibited at the end down to like fucking twenty seconds. Okay, I don't want to be talking about persona with uh, yeah. Which part? I don't want to be talking about a persona for twelve minutes. Okay. <laughs> that's the only part of this ep- podcast we're going to release oh no that's going to be the whole thing it's a big surprise <laughs> the long form yeah. is going to go on the highlights oh, channel you've been buttering me up for this moment yeah we gotcha <laughs> brilliant uh, awesome uh, th- huge thank you to all of our patrons who join us huge thank you to you Ian uh, for, for joining us and coming back on the show we love talking to you. We love the documentaries. Can't wait for the next one. I mean, sad that it, they take so long. I don't know. We need to. We can get faster. We need to don't like, worry about it. That's one of the things on the list of things to correct. Make it faster. Yeah. The world needs more. Mm-hmm. 20 years, not enough. Um, so thanks again. And uh, we will see you, Space Cowboys. Later, Space Cowboys.